seventh episode of Ride of Your Life, and we have our first male podcastee, podcastette, uh, not et, definitely not <laughs> et. Um, so we have with us today someone I've been following for quite a while now, the British motorbiker, and we have Connor. Thank you. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm super excited to have you on because I love all of the content you put out. And I've said this to you, I've been hounding the poor guy for a little while, like, hey, we should meet up. And, you know, when you follow someone and you learn more about their mm-hmm. story, it's it's been great because I've seen you doing a bit of tweaking to your bikes. Yep. And, you know, I'd love it if you could tell people a little bit more about yourself. Oh, crikey, where to start? Um, so, yeah, so 29. I've been riding since t- September 2017 which is when I got my CBT over in Wimbledon. It's not that long then. Not that long. No, no. it seems like you've been like a proper... Yeah, it seems like you've been riding forever, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's been an intense couple of years. But right. I'm on my second bike. So the first bike was a Mutt Mongrel, right. which I had for two years. And just literally, I buried that thing into the ground. I just, <laughs> I, just I rode it hard. For a 125, um, I put that thing through its paces, mm-hmm. um, mainly to get down to work. That's why I bought the thing in the first place. And then went on to my modern bike, which is the 62. And they're stunning. So you've got you've got quite a style of bike, haven't you? Yeah. That yeah. you like. It's, it's the kind of like that retro. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mutt Mongol is very much, it looks like something from the Steve McQueen Oh, right. Days. The classic it, the days. The classic look, yeah. you know, the tank, the brown, the brown bench seat. And then went on to the, the Scrambler. And yeah, I just wanted to make it my own. I think that's one thing about me is stock bikes, they're gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, the manufacturers know how to make a bike. But I just want to add that flair to it. I want to add that little bit, which is mine, that personal touch. Um, and I've done exactly that with with the 62 and then other bikes which I've built. So um, starting off small, you know, one little modification here and there. And then suddenly you've got like a whole spiel of bike yeah, and yeah. content. And it's just because that's what drew me to your page was A, it was very clean. B, you do your own photography. You and your partner do your that's own right. photography. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool because I, I had to message you and be like, do you do your own photography? And he was like, no, I have a I have a partner. She helps me. So that was quite an interesting um, outlook because I know that um, even myself when getting into this, not a lot of people are as blessed as me to have found someone who does photography, videography. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to learn how to get into working with, because um, you collab quite a bit as well, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You're making um, a good name for yourself and a business out of it. And... It was just that journey was quite interesting to me because a lot of people think it relies on the numbers, how mm-hmm. how big a number you are to work with brands. And we are, as a company, myself and my business partner, we commit to quality. And we always say the better quality you put out is the best thing you can do. And I think that speaks a lot with the work that you do. So what got you into biking? What got you into shooting your own content? Mm-hmm. And how is that journey for you? Okay. So it's uh, it's not a sub story. <laughs> At least I don't want it to be a sub story. So uh, you, you pr- you've prepared I us prepared, now. <laughs> I know. So a lot of people know about this because I've mentioned it here and right. there, but I don't I don't dwell on it. Now um, it's on a podcast and on YouTube. Oh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a fit and healthy young boy and mm-hmm. then one day I literally woke up with a problem in my legs called a neuropathy, which is the the nerve endings in my legs just stopped working. Oh. They became inflamed and just pretty much stopped working. I was in chronic pain, constant pain, couldn't walk properly. My life just changed overnight. And How old was that when that I was happened? about 12. Oh, wow. So I used, I used to be a sprinter, used to be a rugby player, represent my college, all of that, and just that went out the window overnight. So young age, you know, quite a long, yeah. quite a hard thing to, to deal with. 
but if anything it's made me who I am today so yeah. that's why I'm positive about it I've even got a smile on my face yeah. it's <laughs> odd. Um, but those no, so I did that and progressed through um and when I was 18 I had surgery and had multiple reconstructive surgeries to my legs and I thought okay I need to learn to drive I need to stop being so dependent on other people I'm my own man now I need to mm-hmm. do it and I couldn't drive um because of the damage left oh. and because of all the surgeries I'd had I couldn't do the clutch in a car and then I tried automatic and again I couldn't do the pedals properly because of my because of the leg condition right so I was like well what's that leave me with and literally my girlfriend said to me why don't you try biking oh. um <laughs> I was like right okay my mum will kill me if she ever finds I grew up yeah. you know, a car a bike would go past you in the car and your mum would just scream and yeah. say if you ever get on one <gasps> of those fast. Yeah, <laughs> not allowed if you, I'll disown you if you ever get on one of those or anything um and I, I did it. My brother and I went and went and did a CBT because I'd always liked bikes. Mm-hmm. I just never, because of, you know, the way my mum brought me up, my dad brought me up, they were never on my radar or something I could actually Accessibility, pursue. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I always think of certain scenes, you'll probably know them, there's the Tron Legacy scene yeah. with, the, with the Ducati Sport Classic and the music over it. There's all the Mission Impossibles. There's the Steve McQueen film. You know, bikes yeah. are just awesome. Yeah. Let's just face it. Bikes but they're very fun. rebellious, aren't they? They are. And that's what people like. It's very faux pas. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you know, rebe- rebellion, especially if you've had a condition. And yeah. oh, God, I can imagine what your mum must have been oh, thinking. Oh, no, literally. Because I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest of three children. So I I probably have just picked up that rebellious card now. Uh, that is me. I'm just the runt of the litter who, who always has to say no to things and go off and do his own thing. The youngest child is, isn't it? I'm the youngest yeah. and I've done the same. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's, I think my parents do look at me and think, what have we got? You know, right one here. Um, mm. But so I got on the bike, even though if I could ride the bike. And lo and behold... Normally, you know, you just knock it up with your, your foot, but I have to kind of lift my leg to do oh, it. Okay. So if you actually look at me, it's a bit of a weird motion mm. the way I change gear, but I can do it. And all of a sudden I was like, this is something I can do. This is amazing. I was, yeah. um, so when was it? It's 2017. So I'm 29 now. So you can do the maths. Um, <laughs> I can't do the maths. <laughs> I'm sat there like, hold on, count back, fingers out. <laughs> so yeah. And um, I used to work down in Horsham. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Battersea at the time. And it was about a 40-mile trip down there. Getting a train was a nightmare. I thought, I need just to do this myself. So I went literally the day after to the CBT, put a deposit down the mutt, picked it up, and um, started just riding this thing from Battersea. At 25. I did the maths yeah, now. There, <laughs> young, there we go. Please, please comment <laughs> if I've done it wrong. I probably have as well. So going down, um, no experience of roads before. Next thing you know, I'm doing the A3 and the A24 and dual carriageways and I think it was because I was thrown into that deep end that I just it, it just changed me. You just me. had to do it yeah. yeah and it just became this hobby and this I passion. I knew none of this. Really? Okay. I saw the quality of your work and I think because I, I followed you for about a year now yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw the quality of your work and I saw your collaborations mm-hmm. and you seem so confident and so well put together and elite almost in a in a non-horrible way but very like elitist um because when i showed your work to my business partner he was like he's very like british quality (laughs) like (laughs) that fine british quality and that's how i pictured you to be very put together very Mm. confident because i even found when i first had a conversation with you my accent um went so posh (laughs) and i was like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how this is happening but it's quite humbling and interesting to hear of the story that got mm. you into biking yeah um i think that's what this whole podcast everything's about because people's stories getting into this world 
and seeing how they they come across is mm. just mm. magnificent. So what got you into doing the whole photography side? Um, because yeah. you've gone like considering you've only been doing it for quite a short period of time yeah you've really gone for it and you've really made a name for yourself you're quite recognizable for your mm -hmm. style and your quality and you're very recognizable in the in the scrambler mm -hmm. yeah. classic triumph kind yeah, of yeah. vibe so what headed you that way which is amazing to even be sort of in that so you know it's yeah. awesome how far it's come but um mainly just because i was bored um, you know, it's, it, I, I, they're all of us they're trying <laughs> we've got a schedule we're sat there like oh my god our content our content you're like ah, just I, gonna go take a few shots this is how it started I'd be at work and I'd hear a car or a bike go by and I'd just be like oh I wish I was out there I wish I was in their shoes you know I, I hate being behind a desk um, why I do sales and partnerships for a living I have no idea I didn't even know that that's why I, well, I, do, oh, I don't need like... more <laughs> made redundant over the pandemic and now this is trying, I'm trying to make this yeah. my career but um, no I'd be behind a desk doing cold calls you know all, all that stuff and i'll just be i wish i was outside right now i wish i was doing something else so whenever i got the chance at the end of the day i'd normally jump on the bike and i didn't do it the much. i didn't really take many photos of it i do have photos but nothing i put out there on social media with the ducati i was just like i just i love that bike it's stunning yeah, it um, is so stunning and it took me a while to start making the mods so it was just a standard 62 and julia would jump on the back I had the full license and we would just go for a ride and then we were like oh should we just take a few shots here and there and you can you can go back for the feed and see how it started and I had you know, no idea what I'm, I am I am that girl so I actually have gone through your feed and mm. you've always maintained quite a good quality because oh, okay. if you Thank go back you. through my feed now people are going to do it <laughs> uh, honestly there's pictures of me in Vegas where I'm just sat there smiling well, awkwardly at the camera yeah and I'm like Oh my god, kill me! But I like having them there to show because I even went through a phase of I had to have three shots every time, three shots mm -hmm. on my feed. Mm -hmm. um, and over the past few years, it's definitely evolved. But you know, when you see your your quality of work, it, it almost seemed to me that you had experience in photography and videography as a as a pro. Oh, well, that's amazing to hear. But no, um, I mean I, Julie's going to love that. So Julie's my yeah. I know. I was like, oh, so she needs all the credit <laughs> because I when I called you and I was like, so you know how does that work i actually had the image of you propping a stand down mm. with the camera and tidying in mm. i was like he's got so much organization and he knows what he's doing and but it is such a nice way to see a dynamic work as well yeah. that you can enjoy life with your partner on a bike and yeah. also from where you've come from that's just such a mm. i don't know it's it's really really lovely to hear it is i mean those people that do that do the whole setting up time is i have huge respect for them because i can only imagine how hard it is to actually do yeah. that um but no we'll just jump on the bike go for a ride this looks like a nice little spot should we stop for a coffee or something and get the camera out and then just just take a few shots and off i go it's very um, organic though isn't it because i've looked at your stuff and i've seen that you promote gear mm -hmm. you promote what you would because i know i do fashion where my legs are out mm. every now and then and i'm like <laughs> this is not how i ride yeah. um but I love how, because that actually inspired me to do more with my gear and gear focus. Like, actually, this looks really nice and it's very organic. It's much easier than carrying a backpack of clothes and changing to your heels. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we went out the other day um, to shoot and I had my bike boots on and he was like, do you want to get into your other shoes? I was like, nah, I'm, mm, I'm fine. Mm. It was hard enough to get here. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's just, <laughs> let's just leave it as this. <laughs> but that was all inspiration that's actually come from your, your page. Because yeah. we've looked at your page a lot for, like, inspiration, countryside, scenery. Countryside, indeed. Because you do a lot of travelling with the bike yeah. th that I've seen. Yes. Yeah, we, we tried to do a few little trips here and there. The first one we did was to the Cotswolds for mm -hmm. a weekend away. And that's the first time we had panniers on the bike. 
you know proper long distance we didn't take the motorway we did all the back roads so oh, beautiful. it was lovely and it was um december <laughs> no um no appropriate motorcycle gear had no idea what we were doing and that's kind of it we just throw ourselves in the deep end and that you just have the memories the deep end though isn't it oh it certainly is Gosh. ice on the ice on the road freezing cold oh not the pr- summer gloves um i was just wearing like a barber jacket with no armor but you're not freezing oh, it was Baltic. <laughs> it was cold. Did you have your? Because I know you've got cardos, haven't you? I didn't then. Oh, no, great. We're, oh, that's we're... good though, because I know that I've been on the back and and when it's been freezing, and I scream in my helmet because that's how I get Cause through. Because yeah. I'm like, ah, just <laughs> like... grimacing for it. Yeah, no, Julia would just be holding on for dear life, and um, just as soon as we see like a petrol station or something, just it would just be that. I didn't. We need to pull I over and get a coffee. Didn't put you to be this like absolutely just mad bear grills guy <laughs> <laughs> like meh just get on the bike we're gonna go do it did, yeah. i'm finding this more and more with the bikers that they literally just meh just didn't it but didn't it been there done that yeah. kind of thing didn't it is a new word now um <laughs> it's just it's really inspiring because i'm there thinking okay i need to be protected how are we mm-hmm. gonna do the whole journey because i really want to do the scotland 500 yeah yeah that's a goal for me next year um, but I'm like, oh, we need the right gear, the mm-hmm, bikes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm listening to you guys. You're like, no, nah, I just got my bike, you know, well, that's made it, it happen. <laughs> but I'm, the thing is, I'm all about safety. So right. we were kind of idiotic back then doing it with okay. all the wrong stuff. Um, not recommended. Not recommended. No, no, bad, bad British motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> but um, looking at it now, no, I always make sure I'm safe. So I just mm-hmm. did the other one with, with the Cassie. We yeah. get around the, the southwest of England, which was insane. With your gorgeous <clears> Oxford gear. Indeed, Oxford killing me out it was actually because i saw your stuff i reached out to them i was like oh wow you you're actually working but with it's people amazing they're what they such do. a nice team and the quality because i i work with other biker mm. uh, protection brands um this is not a sponsored thing by the way this is just <laughs> a general conversation um and it was just i found the difference because i i didn't believe the difference from being an on-biker when i wore just a biker jacket because i was like still leather it's still like mm-hmm. padded xyz but it was the quality of leather and how it hugs mm. you and forms to your body. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. But yeah, watching your stuff, I was like, oh my God, because it's very classic British chic mm. in a 007 kind of vibe. Do you know what I mean? I like wish. the, <laughs> Do you know the old-fashioned movies where they have the classic scenery and the classic mm-hmm. clothing, but it's mm-hmm. very modern chic as well? It's, it's an odd one for me. I'm just going to go into fashion. You're going to be like, what is this? Um, but that for me when I, when i see things look aesthetically pleasing I'm like, i can do that i can travel mm. there i can do this and then you don't realize the grit that goes behind it and that it you're screaming that, yeah. and crying into your helmets but no that that your page has been really inspiring for me but to also hear that your story i don't even know it's i don't know how you gained the confidence to keep going and you know from going from being told that you can do X, Y, Z, you can't drive, to then mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to get on a motorbike with mm-hmm. minimum protection and go for it. I don't, how, what mindset did you have to use to get going from that? Well, um, I just kind of didn't have an, an alternative. It, it sounds Full like... stop. Pretty, pretty <laughs> There's much. No plan B. That, that, that was kind of it. Like, um, I mean, I can drive now. It's got, it's got to a point where I've, I've done enough physio and it, it's, the pain has stopped and everything that I can, I can drive and that's mm-hmm. good. But um, back then, I was like, if I don't do this, I will not have a job. I won't have an income. I will not be able to pay my rent. I will yeah. not be able to do it. So it's kind of like, I need to, I need to get to work. Um, I need to do something and figure it out. And that was 
There what was go. the pull towards then getting the bikes that you've chosen to go for more the scrambler esque, the mm -hmm. the bobber kind of vibe? Yeah. Instead of the super bikes or the alternatives that are out there, what what was the drive? In all honesty, it's going to sound pun really intended. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what I could get my hands on. Okay. I mean, just knowing at that age, can I see myself putting myself on a, I don't know a six hundred plus cc mm. bike with no experience? Probably not, because yeah. I I am drawn to them. That's the thing. I'm not I'm not ah. pigeon myself, pigeonholing myself into the corner of scrambler. I I love that world, but at the same time, I'm obsessed with speed, um, cars. Dun, dun, you dun. Know, yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's wondering why you got here so quick. <laughs> <laughs> and give me a bike like that, and I would love to. Have do Have you it. ridden um, Ooh, super bikes? No, you haven't. No. So the, the most powerful bike I've ridden is the, is the sport the 1100 Sport Pro. So we're gonna do a video, <laughs> and we're gonna get you on a super bike. Oh, we're gonna do it. Okay, well, I need to get some leathers then. Cause yeah, we'll, I don't, get, you, we'll get you some leathers. We'll sort it out. <laughs> Even if it's a round of go, we'll see what happens. We'll get you a super bike somewhere. But, uh, that would be fun. No, I look at them and I think one day. But uh, I, I just, the reason for the mutt is it just looked cool. Mm. Um, there are a lot of 125s out there and it just it had some flair to it. I thought that's a cool one. Uh, it's quite expensive. For yeah, because they, they look are. very classy and mm. very like they look very expensive. Yeah, because um, all the eyes were on you when you were riding your Ducati as well, and I was just like, "That's a nice yeah. bike," and the color is gorgeous as well. Because you tweak gray. them, don't you? Yeah. So what do you do in that? What what made you tweak them? What makes you? Because I'm terrified when people say tweak your bike. I'm like, if I do something wrong, it's going to be my life on the line. Mm. Um, well, I mean. The reason I got the Scrambler, I suppose, to answer that bit first, is, is purely just for a friend. Mm -hmm. um, I, I packed up with the, the, the Mutt and I thought, what do I want? I was looking at the Triumphs, I was looking at Harleys, I was looking at Suzuki, I was looking at, you, you name it. Yeah. KTMs, I, that sort of stuff wasn't really my style at that yeah. time. The world of Ducati, I thought, was just untouchable. Yeah. I just thought, how am I going to get into the world of Ducati? Uh, they have that, that name about them. And I looked at all the BMWs. BMW, you have to have a year on your license before you can even test ride one. Really? Yeah. Unless they just said that to me, maybe they, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> so I, I, I tried to take an R ninety out, and they were like, "No, how long do you have your license?" Oh, okay. A couple of days. Nope. You yeah. need to have it for a year. So again, that's kind of just crossed off. Of course, I could have gone second hand and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and through a family friend, someone had access to this sixty two, and I thought, okay, and had an amazing deal on it. So I, I just jumped on it and thought, yes, I went. I went and saw it in person, fired it up, heard the exhaust, thought, this is this is me through and through. So literally paid it, got the insurance and drove off there and then. Um, and it wasn't until I started to look back at the photos and, and doing long rides, I realized this isn't the position I really want to be in. This right. isn't the style of riding that I want because it's quite an upright bar. Yeah. Um, suitable for going off-roading and all that kind of stuff. But that again, I wasn't really doing that then, didn't have the confidence. So I thought well, I like the bent over, quite yeah. attacking position especially hitting the corners so you call it attacking i call it fetal because for me okay. i feel really safe when i'm like bent over yeah, and yeah. i've got the i've got the i can hold things tight mm -hmm. because i feel that i've sat on a on a chopper and my hands yeah. are like far from me and i'm like i feel so exposed like exposed. Yeah, yeah. like if something could happen i'm like i'm gonna go 20 miles per hour in this that's but this spot. you are cocooned this is yeah, like yeah. go 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 yeah, go yeah. go because then i feel like it's in my head the image of you know those um lego men that you put on like yes. like toys and they don't <laughs> budge like they pop off yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but they're fine that's, that's yeah. how i always envision myself <laughs> if something goes wrong i'm just gonna pop off and i'll be fine, be fine. Airbag, so yeah. i can't i can't envisage myself feeling mm. that space mm. between me and the handlebars yeah 
and that was it with the 62 it was well any scrambler it's it's you're, you're very you know elbows bent quite upright very just chill position you're, you're it's, it's comfortable for, they're not built again for speed they're built for just cruising and going off road when you need to mm. um but i didn't like that so i changed it and so yeah i started looking at the modifications i did the back end first and then went into the handlebars and then changed the levers and then changed other bits and pieces haven't touched the color one thing julie always tells me is change the color why she she can't stand that color the the ocean gray is what they call oh, okay that. i, I love know. that I, I know it gets a hell of a lot of confidence so i think you should buy another one and sell that to me <laughs> it's a really good idea i think well, i think it's, it's, it's a fab going. idea <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> see damn it <laughs> so julie's doing her her mod two at the moment yeah and then she's taking the bike but i'm gonna have to put it back to how it was damn it julie <laughs> <laughs> you fight for it <laughs> Um, I, She's I, only sourced. I liked you before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's stunning, um, but it's such a sweet. So, do you ever worry about Julie getting her full license? And yeah, the, the, yeah, because she, as I say, she's very, she's petite. She's yeah. five foot one. Um, and you just, I just pick her up. You know, she's that small. <laughs> I, I'm six foot one. Luggage, hard, just luggage just <laughs> on the back of the bike. <laughs> I've dropped her again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, the idea, you know, I, I went and saw her do a CBT on the same bike that I built for her, actually. It was the same model, but it wasn't the actual one. Um, and I just loved it. It was just this picture of her just on this bike. Mm. And she did the CBT brilliantly. And now she's going around on this six Suzuki 650. Mm. And I'm like, this is this is mad. This is, you know, this is more power than my bikes. Because the, the 600 is 400. Yeah. This is more power than I've got. And you can barely touch the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got these big boots to, to, to accommodate. But... Mm. Um, she knows what she's doing. I mean, her dad's a petrol head through and through, so she's known motorbikes since she was a little toddler. Um, so she, I think, again, that's why she put me in contact with them with, with bikes yeah. into that world because she she knows about them and she knows how cool they are, how dangerous they are, but just how to treat them. Mm. Um, and she's going to go a long way with it. I know she is, and I'm excited to have her alongside I'm me. I'm excited I mean, to see what you guys create because yeah. it's quite empowering to see um, a guy pr- like encouraging his partner to get involved mm. and. I mean, not that girls need encouragement to get involved, but sometimes I feel like I did. Mm-hmm. I needed that support. I needed that someone to stand next to me and be like, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, you can yeah. do it, because it's a male-dominated world. But um, when you see the women coming into it, and they're just some of them are just more on fire than I've ever seen anyone oh, in my life. Yeah. And it's also sweet, because I feel that um, for me, in my experience, when I've, when I've wanted to ride and been interested in a guy that doesn't ride, mm-hmm. he doesn't quite understand it. And it's scary for mm. him because he's thinking, wow, she's going to be super exposed mm. to like anything could go wrong. They want to protect you. But when you're both riding, it's almost like they understand what's go- what could potentially happen, but they're mm. there to support you through the journey, yeah. Yeah. which I think it's... Um, it's almost like one of those things when you have something in common with someone, you're like, yes, found the one. Mm. Because when you can engage in that journey... Yeah together is just a lot more rewarding precisely yeah yeah Yeah. so are you going to custom the bike completely for her or well i mean i think we'll probably send it off to do the paint job i I won't do the paint job myself tell her um, to keep the paint job as it is i I can try she's 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 adamant on getting it it's like you know one of those nice deep grays okay so she's not something crazy but just kind of like a nice deep i'm not i'm not totally against that yeah so i think it would look good I think it would look good. It'd that kind of stealthy good, style. But I do like the colour mm. so much. A lot of I do, you know, just be parked up on the side of the road, take my helmet off. It's actually one of my favourite colours and I'm there like really? you're gonna get rid of it. And I'm just like 
I'm just gonna yeah zip it and just move on. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take the pictures of today and I'll pride myself on it. Well, she may I don't know she may keep it she may keep it but everything else will go back to how it was with handlebars and, and all of that. But it's fun to tweak it. I mean I don't have a background in engineering or anything. I did product design with engineering at, at uni, but not like full on crazy Sounds mechanical bit, engineering. To be honest, haven't you? Into what in terms of building bikes? No, in in terms of just everything. Oh, You're like well. I went through this, did well, this, now I, I've got yeah, a bike, gone here. I do here. hear that about I just kind of go for it. I just, I, yeah, I, I don't see it so often just setting me down on one thing. If I get bored of it, move <laughs> on and just carry on. Um, so yeah, I, I just I just adapt and try things. And the bike that I built for Julie, which is a YBR 125, it was a wreck. It was a write-off. And I just got it and I've cleaned it up and rebuilt it and taught myself a hell of a lot along the way. But that's just kind of in my nature. I just kind of learn as I go and as long as I'm having fun. That's how to do it though, isn't it? Yeah, but we'll see. So after all, I looked at your account and that was kind of how I got in touch with you. And I kind of wanted to ask you, um, mainly for the audience, you said that you've now trying to go at this full time. Mm. So what was that energy behind wanting to go full time apart from the the job situation? Because you you do really well with PR um, and how you design your feed. So what would you say has been the inspiration behind the design of the feed and um, how you do your photos and how you reach out to brands? Oh, crikey, that's a good one there. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's, it's perfect. Prepared you now. <laughs> it used to be, literally, because the, the account I used to have, the, the British Noise, used to be my personal account. And mm-hmm. I just had all kind of shots in there and then it gradually moved into the world of bikes and that's when I changed the name. Um, but it used to be all over the place. But now you kind of see a symmetry in the, 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 in the layout of yeah. the feed um you get all that sort of like diagonal lines the way the bike's positioned sort of oh colors. really is it that i li- I'm tr- that's what we kind of get oh. into we'll sit down and be like is that photo going to look good there or no we had the bike from that angle already so maybe we should do a flip and try and do that or it's we've been quite warm colors maybe we should try and move it into that or you know we don't want to post that one yet because it's too green and we were in kind of like a, yeah. a different space because you do go moment. through I, i've noticed you go through three themes indeed yeah trying to wait not so much like following the months or the seasons no. or anything like that but just kind of what what takes our fence at, at that time and definitely the edits as well have changed and I think that in itself has affected how we've done the feed because we used to just do everything on the iPhone edit mm-hmm. just like you know change the warmth change it here and there and then we invested in Lightroom and now we're doing everything that world and that, has changed it really does though yeah. like you can just the way you can just tweak small amounts here and there mm-hmm. it I feel that's what leveled up the photography yeah um the base was already there, but getting that colour coming through has just escalated it. Because yeah. as much as I love your page, I also hate it. Because every time I look at your page, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> damn it, I should have followed the theme. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, but I really want to post this shot. And then I'm like, I see your page and I'm like, damn it, I should have followed the theme. Because every now yeah. and then you pop up and um, I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Because I feel really bad about my page. <laughs> and I go through my page, he'll get uh, my, my business partner will get a call from me and I'll be like... I want my page to look more like this, mm. and he's like, "Okay, so post the the content in the co- in the yeah. way you want to do it." And I'm like, "I want to post this next." And well, it's that's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, it's it's being ready to take a shot and not use it for goodness knows how many months. Yeah. But the thing is, with the bike, if it's changed, if the bike's changed, then it's like, "Oh, can I actually post it now?" Because it's, yeah. it's like I've I've made this change it's to the so bike, irritating. and I don't want to go back. So sometimes you just don't use the content at all because i don't know what to do because i always end up with as much as my account's grown it grew more because i modeled for a while Mm -hmm. it was growing uh through tv recognition and things like that and then it was more from my social media um events and things like that but it was never for 
just pure content although i mm. love to stick by quality content it was just a bit everywhere at times mm. and then i'm there i so i went from blonde hair to black hair again <laughs> and i was blonde for a bit but then i hadn't posted so many shots and i was like now i can't post them because people are gonna know yeah. that it's yeah. not current yeah, yeah and it's just such a it's so much to think about because mm. i have an, an app on my phone where i plan it all out as do i yeah never follow it Ever. Oh, okay. And I'm there like, okay, so I'm going to post this next, but no, I want to post this now. <laughs> and then there'll be phases of like a nine, a block of nine where I love my feed. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I found a theme and I'll put on my story. Do you like my new theme? And next thing it's like a picture in pink. Yeah, it'll just change again. And yeah. I don't know how you've managed to commit to, because your stuff is very, it follows so much cohesion. Mm. And I find that for me is mentally exhausting. So what would you say is like top tips to f get that aesthetic? Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm going to have to get Julian here. Yeah, uh, Julian. <laughs> this, is, this is my avenue. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I won't lie, there's a lot of um, making yourself a margarita in the evening, sitting back and just going through some shots and figuring out what's going next. Normally there's alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be in a good frame of mind to do it. But um, yeah, yeah, just sort of, uh, this is hopeless. I don't know, but. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, because it's good. It's got me thinking. Cause I, normally it is some kind of like the way the bike's positioned or the position I've got my, is my head looking that way or the normal kind mm. of positioning. Um, or if we've got a shot in mind that we just know we love and we really hope it does well and it's going to be posting in a week or two, then we'll normally try and adapt the feed to build up towards that. Right. So it's those kind of things. I know these are really poor answers. And they're not no, because really that's help an interesting, someone. that's an interesting, yeah, because people are like, they're writing what notes and do? they're like, call Julie. Yeah, just question mark. <laughs> just literally start again. But it, it, it is, it's, if we know we've got a big shot coming up or one that we, we're in love with, because mm -hmm. we get the occasional one where we're just like, that's... That's a banger. That, yeah. That's, you know, we fell in love with that. Normally because it's something, it was quite a difficult shot to take or mm -hmm. there's quite a lot behind the scenes. Um, we'll then try and adapt it to be like, we want to we want to feed into that naturally. So we'll start to tweak the colours. We'll start to tweak that bit. We'll start to get the different positions. Do you do light. on preset? In terms of like just have a preset yeah, ready. Yeah, do you have a preset? We always do, always just naturally. We kind of follow a basis, mm -hmm. but then we'll add on top of that. Yeah, because I, um, I struggle with the preset line. Mm. A lot of um, influencers and stuff like that, they say they've got presets. Mm. Um, I've started creating them for um, certain people yeah. we shoot, but I'm always completely changing it. And yeah. I find that every shot for me is its own style. Mm -hmm. And that's my point of struggle. Whenever I put the similar colors, I'm like, no, it doesn't work. It yeah. looks so much better like this. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Because yeah. it, it, every shot we do when it's up, it will be in its own unique coloring. And then you'll go to another day shoot and you'll try and apply the same filter to it or the same preset and, and it'll just look dreadful. Or yeah. it just <laughs> won't have that, 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 that flair to it. And you're like, no. So yeah, it, literally every unique shoot has its own preset. We so used to, to enjoy doing this thing called Infra Brown, right. where we make things, uh, the browns really pop and uh, the blues turn into a teal. Ah. And um, we'd Infra Brown a shot because that's how we'd fix a lot of things. We'd be like, infra Brown, Infra Brown, <laughs> Infra Brown. Um, and then we we did it on some shots and we just, all you'd hear is my business part going, whoa, that's so terrible. Oh, <laughs> because wow. it was oh, just okay. so strange. And you just think to yourself, how... Has it gone from that to mm, this? Mm. And sometimes it takes a lot of stepping away and coming back because yeah. sometimes you can edit something and look at it and think, what did I just do? It looks like it's on the sun. Was I even awake like, when yeah, I did that? Like, yeah. It's too blue, too orange, too this, too mm -hmm. that, too much clarity. Like, There's so much things that you have to learn from behind the scenes, but yours all seem very 
let's say smooth. Mm-hmm. All your shots are very smooth. And even I struggle to, I've been doing this as a, like a proper business and I'm there like, I can't figure out how to do the whole theming, the mm-hmm, whole mm-hmm. cohesion thing. And what do you say is the best, uh, other than having a drink in the evening? What would you <laughs> say is... That's what sound like. <laughs> Sorry, he's, a, he's amazing. He's great fun. He's always, <laughs> call him in the evening, guys. Always contact him in the evening. <laughs> um, what do you say is like the best advice you could give? If someone's starting a feed mm. and they're trying to create a business out of it, mm. how would they go about creating that cohesion? Mm. I think it's um, without everything seeming samey because that's another thing. It can look it, yeah. too. We shot everything in one go. Yep. On the same day. Yep. And because I see a lot of feeds like that, and I look at them, I'm like, Ugh, mm. it's just the same shot, the same bike, the mm-hmm. same place. Mm-hmm. How do you make bikes look? The bike look different, different moods, different feelings <laughs> yeah no yeah it's spot on um i mean i'm definitely a type of guy who goes to the countryside more than urban mm-hmm. i'm definitely more rural than urban um and i've kind of then tried to stick with that but again you, you get so many different environments in in you know out of the countryside so you can have open fields where it's literally just the focal point would be the bike mm-hmm. or you can have a sort of a a load of trees where it envelops it and then again that's going to change the focal point of the bike so it's kind of just understanding how the the environment around the bike can affect it. Yeah. If that actually makes any sense or if I'm just dribbling well, off. Well, I, I, I noticed that um, because there's only so many ways you can shoot a bike. There are, yeah. And making it look different and creating different energies around them has been quite difficult. Mm-hmm. I've noticed for modelling shots, like static shots of someone posing, the back end of the bike tends to do really well mm. because it just still gives that shape. I don't know how to even describe that. Um, and then... There's, it's, it's a tough one to do to make a bike look different each time and mm. shooting each time, but then also creating feed out of it. Yeah. So when I looked at yours, every image has like a story. I enjoyed mm. the feed. And even there was some stuff that you did in traffic where I saw there's a blur of the car and yeah, yeah, yeah. different perspectives. And I was like, wow, he really thinks outside the box. So that thought process, I mean, you're going to have to, anyone watching, if they're interested, check out the page. There'll be certain shots that really stand out have you ever had it like a, a viral moment there was one shot which i think has the most likes i think i hit the 5k mark yeah and it but the funny thing is that to me just seemed like a normal shot yeah and then i've done some of these other shots so i think you're going to explode and the nothing, and nothing else. Else. <laughs> <laughs> and you get all mentally prepared for it and then you post it it's like Oh, it's just, okay, it it underperforms. Okay. <laughs> that was dreadful. Can we just delete that from the people? <laughs> I've done it where I've got a shot and I'm thinking it's going to go mental. Mm. I'm so ready for this. I'll post it, it underperforms, so I'll delete it and then I'll repost yeah. it and still it underperforms. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. do you know how much effort That's went it. into that shot? Yeah. And no one, and the ones that are just effortless, where they're not even probably a shot, they're probably a screen grab. Mm. They just go mental. And I'm like, What's happening? Yeah, just ev- something about it is everything about it's right. Everything's just falling into place on that particular shot. Does it give you self doubt? Gives me massive self doubt. I'm sat there thinking to myself, "Is there something wrong with my brain? What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, am I just blind? You know, this. I think this looks amazing. And it's what, is, uh, what is everyone else seeing? <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, can I take myself and be a fly on the wall? Yeah. What are you thinking about this shot? Like, do people go for the feed and just burst out laughing? Yeah. And like, it, what the hell? <laughs> it sounds silly to even get kind of tied up in that and, and, and care about that, but. You don't want to know that the work I you're putting into it. I think it's nice when you do care because there are people out there that just post for the sake of posting and mm. 
it's so annoying because they don't even do tagging or anything mm-hmm. and they're just one million likes and yeah. it's like <laughs> thanks yeah. well, that, well that's the other thing it's like i don't post every day yeah and okay. i know you're talking about you know people starting up in this what do they mm-hmm. do it, it's definitely the theme's the main thing right. um i mean you don't want to have a photo of you some really gorgeous shot which you've taken a lot of effort to do and, and then just, just a random side like iphone shot which is all pixelated and not very clean or something and mm. just thrown up for the sake of throwing up you want to get into that continuity what's your post schedule like then well that's it um so i posted yesterday whenever this is going to be aired um mm. but i didn't post about five or six days before that and oh, it's wow. kind of just eh, just what feels right Right, because um, for me, I've been told, oh, you should post every day, every other day. That's right. And then I'm stressed there thinking, yeah. I just want to sit back and enjoy my life. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just literally just don't want to post. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there are other times, so when we came back from this tour around the south, uh, the southwest, we had so much that we kind of wanted to yeah. churn it all out and just uh, shot after shot after shot after shot. I've never posted more than one shot in a day. I've never done like two because I know sometimes people can do that. I used to do three post. a day. Really? What was wrong with me? See, that's no just idea. exhausting. It was mentally and then, and, and then just completely draining. By the time you look for a photo that you may have liked, it's sort of all the way down the bottom because you've posted it, so much since. I think it's that that thirst for wanting to do well in this mm, career, in this yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, there's so many rewards as I'm probably, you're probably starting to receive as mm. well because I can see in your feed and who you're connected with. There's so much reward in this industry of experience, mm-hmm. product, and overall lifestyle. There's things I've done in this industry which money couldn't buy, mm. and the people I've met, and it's fun. Mm. So uh, when I think of those things, you really want to push it, and you really want to succeed in it, because you think, if this is my numbers now, yeah. and these are my experiences now, magnify that. It is stressful, but you mm. come home and you you feel a sense of fulfillment for doing it for yourself, mm. um, which I felt. But I don't know. I'm speaking for you, but no, I can't no, I, speak I for agree. you. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, and for people to appreciate your opinion, uh, value, because I came from modelling. Modelling, I was not respected as it was. You were a canvas. Mm. People don't get that with modelling. You're a canvas. You lose weight when you're told to lose weight. You gain weight when you're told to gain weight. You're you're a mannequin. Right. And then I was like, well, influencers like people are like the clothes fit them they don't fit the clothes the 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 events fit them they don't fit the events so i was like i want to do that very good way of putting it yeah um and the same with bikes like they start to ask our opinions now things are changing even in the bike world for women because they're asking our opinions because we have a following and i was like well if that's how things are working i want to do more of it because They'll be like, oh, do you want to come see this? Do you want to come go here? Do you want to come and we'll rent out the whole cinema for you, for the three of you? And you're thinking, oh, my God, this yeah. is life. Because um, you've done stuff with some really cool brands. and yeah. I feel very lucky with what yeah. the, some of the people I've worked with. Yeah. But when you get that package also, you're just like, what just happened? Yeah. And yeah. that feeling never goes away. No. Every time I get something delivered to me, I open it up. I'm just like, is this really what I'm, I'm doing now? Yeah. Like, I've actually people want to hear my opinion yeah. on something and i don't want to be a yes man to everything yeah. that's sort of thing is keeping it genuine and actually if i, I open up a product <laughs> it's not to to a, a, a good quality or if something's wrong with it i'll i'll happily tell them i'll happily say that's that another thing yeah. though the transparency yeah, yeah so yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, people in this industry that in overall if they get something for free they think it's for free, but it's not. You're actually working for it. You're mm. going out making the content. You're giving the opinion, which people may do anyway after they've spent their money. Mm. But 
we also have to review that and get and people base that on trust yeah so you know there are people that i've seen in our industry that will do a toothpaste here um <laughs> a trainer here <laughs> a high heel and a teeth whitening kit and you're just like okay where are you headed it's not about the freebies yeah, yeah. it's about what can you do with a product to make it valuable for the company as well because yeah. at the end of the day they're just normal people like us um that are wanting to promote their products and their mm. goods and get the opinions back so for me it was a hard change to get into collaborations with brands mm. how did you start falling because you're very your interaction is incredible. Your numbers are great, but they're not like millions. No. So, you know, you've got relatable numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's very interesting how you started to almost monetize in, in a way your platform. Uh, you're on how many? Seven. Seven and a half. Yeah. About now. 7,000. Yeah. Um, so how have you managed on that to monetize and create the content and get the respect because you're a guy in an industry which is the norm. Yeah. yeah. So how has that happened? Well, that's it. Um, so I, f I feel like it's so on my website, which, is, you know, which I put out there. I've got a whole page of all my collaborations. Mm -hmm. um, and there are some people on there who I feel have helped me. So like with the RNG Classics, mm -hmm. like with, with Louis as well. Like that was just a friend needed some help. Yeah. And I went and helped them. And that's to this day be my favorite shoot of all time it was like, incredible that shoot yeah no that that Ferraris i think got me mind <laughs> my attention was from the rng so i mean in that case there i can't say anything because it was just literally right place right time mm -hmm. a contact for a friend said they needed someone with a bike mm -hmm. and i could just happen to happen to be the guy who could get there on time and help them out so those kind of things but with other ones um you know, you, you, get, you get people who approach you and say, Can you, would you mind repping a T-shirt or repping something here? Which I'm happy to do. Mm -hmm. But when it got to the larger ones, it was mainly just me messaging them. Yeah. You know, just, just being very open. Look, look I'm at 6,000, I'm at 7,000. I know I'm really small fry right now. Mm -hmm. um, this is the way my feed's going. Are you open to at least having a conversation or seeing what I could potentially do with your product? Like... Have you ever considered doing some of a scramble? I see you've got a lot of Harleys or you've got a lot of something, particular bike type in your, in your on your feed. Have you ever thought about going down this route and just sort of introducing myself to them? Um, mm. And again, just being genuine. I want them to know me. I want them to actually from day one, you know, they're going to be talking to the guy all along. They're not going to suddenly shift one day and, and be completely and have this facade. Yeah. It's always me from day one. And it's just like, yeah, like, your feed is this. Can you actually imagine someone on a... Are you looking for that urban feel? Are you looking for that rural feel? Are you looking for that scrambler aesthetic, um, mm. that retro style? Because your other bikes aren't really like that. Do you think it would work? And if they say no, they say no. If they say yes, then It's amazing. not being hung up on the answer, I guess. Because there are so many no's in this industry. Oh, and and yeah. even me, yeah. I still reach out to people. Um, and the, there's... I mean, like for me, when I said for me, that's the one I keep saying. I always say for me for some reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, uh, beauty was a massive thing and biking was a massive thing. And a lot of them don't see the mesh. Mm. Uh, so I'm trying to like pave the way that there is a mesh there because I care about my skin. I care about mm. how I look and I like my bikes. And sometimes my page is more bike heavy than it's mm -hmm. more beauty heavy. And I'm trying to find that cohesion. 
but it's explaining to brands where my following has grown from, what my audience is looking for, and mm. keeping away from brands that I wouldn't want to buy myself. That's it. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It, it, it's the people I work with, it's because I actually have a genuine interest. Yeah. And that's something I would actually go and put my, my hard-earned cash towards, mm-hmm. um, which is why I do. You know, if, if I get something from a brand and I really like it, I am going to then go and buy more stuff from them. I'm not going to yeah. expect them to just throw everything my way and get it for free. Um, because I generally believe in what they've actually put out there. Mm-hmm. And that's like with the Oxford stuff. Again, when you know, I'm not plugging it, but actually speaking to the guys and understanding the quality of some of their gear that they're putting out there, you're like, I didn't realise this. And it's actually affordable. I, 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 um, <laughs> I go out normally. And, well, obviously I go out normally. I was wearing my Oxford jeans. My partner turns to me and goes, we're at the cinema. Why are you wearing your jeans? Mm. I was just like, but they're so comfortable. I just took the armor out and I was just like, (laughs) I I just wear them because my other ones have holes in them and that's not really practical all the time. Um, But they were so comfortable. And it was just like, if I hadn't, um, if I hadn't been introduced to them through PR, Mm. I would buy the stuff and I would continue to do so. It's not about freebies. It's about looking at your audience and saying, you know what, this is the stuff I would buy. Mm. I know I'm providing value to the brand mm. by creating the best quality content available to me. And that's how I want to encourage an industry to grow. Mm. Um, that's the only way I see collaboration working. If you're just trying to get uh, freebies left, right, center, yeah. then you're not going to grow because there are brands that work better for mm. different types of biking bikers. And because uh, I, f- I feel like you hit the nail on the head with the brands you're working with, what I've seen on your account, because you've done Quadlock, you've mm-hmm. done um, Oxford, you've mm-hmm. done, uh, there was uh, there was a few other brands I've seen. None are coming to mind right now. Great. <laughs> but um, I think it was Moto something that I've seen on your account. Clothing or? Yeah, it was a jacket uh, or something like that. Okay. But it was all very your style. Yeah. And it was very believable, mm-hmm. which was another thing. It was very much, oh, okay, I would actually buy that. Oh, I like that. I've seen that. It's cool. The quality's good. Um, but it was just also such a a, a nice thing to see because I've always heard it. My friends always say it to me. It's not always about your numbers. Mm. Um, I say it to a lot of my other friends. One of them, she's got like 10K. And she's like, I've not got numbers like you. I'm like, but your interaction's like mine. Yeah. Yeah. So go for it. If you're influencing even 20 people, that's 20 sales mm. and that's good so think of it like that don't think of how many numbers you have because it's the concentration of how dedicated they are to you yeah. which matters more well, i've only recently learned that yeah and i happily you know put my hands up and say i thought it was a numbers game mm-hmm. and i thought you know all along everything i need to get to that 10k mark i need to push that i need to push that i need to do everything i can there's to get elements to that. of that it's it's yeah. more the pizzazz of it isn't it so you see someone at 10k and it's like you've got that k exactly it's, you can swipe yeah, off the story. It's the K. <laughs> I didn't really... So I I had always been at like, uh, f- f- as far as back as I can remember, like 20, 30. I stayed on 30K for years and then 40K. Now I'm staying there for a little mm. while and it's, it's slowly edging up. But I started the podcast page and I was like, swipe up to see the podcast. Yeah. I was like, hang on a second. I can't I can't do this. And I suppose those are the limiting factors. Yeah. But yeah. the the main thing was... I was then cross-pollinating as best as I could. I was like, go here, go here, go here. The link is in the bio, everyone. Um, But it's it's fun for people to see your growth. It's fun for people to grow with you. And if a lot of people, especially a lot of people have been hitting COVID, a lot of people have lost their jobs. um, They're looking for more maintainable careers, which are self, um, not self, 
self what is it self-sustainable so self-sustaining i was going to go to yeah, isolating yeah. and i was like wait <laughs> wrong word but say uh, self-sustaining businesses and influencing is one of them because yeah. everyone's opinion matters yeah. Yeah. there's a platform for everyone and it's how recognizable believable authentic you are mm. that is what translates and I, I had no idea the journey that you've been on but seeing the the products and the quality that you do it was it's very rewarding to a brand to see that you try and work to the best of your ability would you say that you would do something with julie um in the influencing world or would you always keep your stuff separate i, I think i'd like to yeah absolutely um with the right company the again, british it, it, motorbikers <laughs> absolutely i don't know if she's going to start her own one and maybe she's going to go off i don't know but um, has that not been a discussion you've had then she hates being on the camera really she hates being on camera so that's one of the reasons why it works for me having her take all the shots right. um and that's and that, but the thing is i'm excited for her to get on the bike as well because i want to start doing the photography yeah i do a lot of the still shots when i'm not on it when it's mm -hmm. just the bike by itself but i want to start shooting her and I want to get some cool shots. And I want to fly the drone because I've got a drone. Oh, um, yeah. She's terrified of flying, which is why you never see any drone content. Um, but I want to start, you know, actually following her with the drone and doing some cool stuff. So I'm really excited to what the two of us can do together. Mm -hmm. And if it just so happens that a company sees our pairing as something enjoyable to follow, if it's a tour related or if it's just doing something mechanical or who, who knows, like even doing up her bike and a company wants to jump in on that, I'd love that. Absolutely. I think it'd be fun to do as long as it's keeping the authenticity, as long as I enjoy it, because those are the things that I always have to do. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as I start to not enjoy it, and I feel like it become it's becoming fake. Yeah. I know I've just crossed the line that I need to then you're not, take a break and come back. You're not creating in the best space when you're yeah, not. Exactly. You want to take this actually full time. You yeah, said that earlier yeah. and you're expanding. So yeah. how are you going to look to expand? So YouTube, I think, is the one that's, it's been sort of Damocles over my head right now. Mm. It's sort of just, I, I need to start. I've been panicking about this and I've just been putting it on off and off and off and off. I've been doing um, that for years. Yeah. I, I kid you not, I've been doing it for years. I've just been like, I'm going to do it tomorrow, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And just, YouTube for me is just a different it is mindset. Yeah. It's not a story which is going to be up for 24 hours yeah. and then you don't care how you look or anything about it. It's going to disappear. It's going to be gone. <laughs> YouTube is there. It is at any given moment in time someone can go and find that video yeah. where you've made a fool of yourself. And, and you're just <laughs> like, oh my God, like what is this? Yeah. Because uh, that was the best start for me was with the podcast, starting the, the YouTube channels from there and learning the consistency mm. of, of my, my ideas once a week. And... So I put up a story the other day, which was like, thinking of starting my own channel, what would you like to see? And a lot of people were like behind the scenes of what I go up to in a week. Mm. And I was like, great. It just so happens the next week's super busy. So I'm going to film it. And then I'm just like cringing yeah. to myself over filming it because getting the ideas of what to film, um, getting the backlog, how it runs, all of those things. Because I don't think people realize how exhausting it is. Mm. Um, there's no off days technically. Yeah. Yeah. So how is your mindset over started i've just completely not sold it to anyone no, no, I? No, <laughs> not at all. but this is the thing and it's the the world of getting the phone out or getting there so we just we just bought some new gear to treat ourselves so we can try and make it somewhat actually good quality mm -hmm. um and it's the idea of just wherever you may be just getting that out and just talking to it and just being yourself to this screen and then before you know there could be one person watching 
or there could be thousands of people watching, but the standard can't fluctuate yeah. depending on those. You've always got to give it your all. And yeah, there have been times I've just been doing stories on Instagram. And I'm just like, I look like a fool right now. Like it's, it's not even to the it's not even to the audience. It's to the people around me. Mm. When I'm stood there, and I even earlier I pulled out my phone to try and film like a BTS. Yes. And I was there holding it, and I was like, please don't look. At I me. caught like, that. I was just like, hi guys, and then halfway through, I'm just like, oh bollocks, just, like yeah. oh okay, do it again, do it again, mm. do it again, because it's so hard. Because this is it's um an augmented persona of you mm. when you're on on camera i mean we've had chilled out conversation there's been pauses but when you're on youtube and stuff like that you just you're full throttle yeah and um to shout out to charisma full throttles her business from <laughs> last week um but you're you go full full at it and you just can't chill so i found mm. that youtube's always been harder for me to sustain mm -hmm. than i did have a youtube channel and it's hilarious i don't I even did. know i, I wish i hadn't deleted all the stuff it was predating like early days when I had no shame right. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're younger and you're just like yeah just I'm an influencer I'm a this that and the other and I can't stand all that now and it's because I love to be present mm. and I struggle with being present and filming mm. and mm. giving all my energy to my audience as well as living my life I, I literally yeah I couldn't agree more it's 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 knowing when to take that pause and be mm -hmm. like okay I need to actually now do this for said youtube channel or said whatever yeah. um social media platform but at the same time somebody just get you so caught up in it all you just want to carry on and go with it and then whole days gone by and you think i caught none of that yeah on camera um okay that was a fail gotta wait until the next event and it's finding that balance and i think at, yeah right now that's something i'm going to struggle with mm. but it's just i think as you go on and on and on and do more and more it's just going to become a second nature what kind of things are you going to put on your youtube have you thought of a is it going to be under the same the british it's the british motorbike absolutely it's an extension of of my my persona mm -hmm. um it is me who you see on instagram but again behind the scenes um more sort of actually on the bike and doing tours and actually just my life around that and the mm -hmm. day day of the british motorbiker and julie and, and whatnot um so I mentioned the bike build with Julie. I didn't document that at all. Yeah. I've got photos and there are a few bits here and there, but video was just n non-existent. Yeah. And so I'd like to get to the point where I can start actually doing bike builds mm -hmm. and having fun with them. Um, going and trying out te you know, test riding bikes, meeting up with other Instagrammers and other social people and having days out. You know, that's the thing about it. It's the, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. It's just being organized enough and confident enough to, to follow through with it. Yeah. Um, because it all sounds amazing when you talk about it right now, but when you actually push comes and realizing people want to see the stuff that's not so polished, yeah, I think I've struggled the most with that because I'm at home receiving my parcels and I'm like, oh, I should have, I should have really vlogged that, yeah. But then I'm here in my like crazy pajamas, mm -hmm. which are like complete mismatch and like odd socks or whatever I've yeah, got yeah. on, and I'm thinking, yeah, is there is a level of because maybe it's an age thing. As I've got older, I'm less put together at home yeah and there's a level of me if i'm put together yeah. going out but i'm less put together going. at home <laughs> and it's it's just like this is not aesthetically pleasing in the slightest mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. there's a spot i've got toothpaste on it yep. or something yep. and i'm like do i show this but i know that i would want to see that in others mm. because i would want to relate to it exactly but yeah. then I'm so scared to put that out there because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I've got hair all in my hair most of the time at home and it's up in a ponytail. And I look, in my opinion, I look completely mm. different to when I'm out. Mm. So I'm thinking, oh my God, how do I put this out there yeah. and be okay with it? Yeah. 
and do I want to keep things private? Mm -hmm. What do I keep private? Mm -hmm. If I keep things private, are people going to find it Mm -hmm. and then bring it up? So then it becomes a massive thing in my head and I'm thinking, what do I do? Dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, It really is. Again, I agree. Yeah, you get something. I'm just here in trackies or just like loungewear. Mm -hmm. It's like, do I put jeans on and a t-shirt to do this unboxing? Or can I just be me? That was me yesterday. I waited all day. I had my Rurock helmets and they were in their boxes. And I was like, I'm going to wait for my partner to Mm. get home. And then um, Shaz, my business partner, was in the house. And I said should we just open them yeah. and then i was like should we film it and i was like can you film it and then i was like nah actually yeah mm. no we should film it and then we didn't film it oh you didn't no oh, 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 <laughs> and okay. i was like <laughs> after i'd done it i was like we should have filmed it mm. and then he was like yeah it would have been a good idea yeah. and then i was like do i put them back and then redo it then yeah. it just feels so inauthentic so i was like oh okay next time next time yeah. it'll happen again and the next time i'll forget because i'll be so excited to open the package because yeah. a lot of my friends, they unbox at the end of the week and they're like, oh, oh all okay. of my stuff all together. Okay. I'm, I can't wait. I'm no. so excited to no. get into yeah. my package. What is, this? <laughs> <laughs> what is that package? Um, so it's, it's, a, it's getting yourself into that. Authenticity is all well and good to say, mm. but it, especially in a couple, mm-hmm. I struggle with how I would do that. So I don't know. Have you got any tips for me? <laughs> how would I even go about it? Because I know you want to get into it. You seem very put together in how you do things. I appreciate that. I Thank might have you. to start drinking margaritas. I might, Maybe, might just be yeah. it. Maybe just the martinis and margaritas holding me together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's keeping you going. I think it might be. Oh um, my God. Because I, I do struggle with that. Because if you're going to show your life or the elements of your life, how would that be? Would it just be events? Would it just be outings? I, it... I don't want it to be. I want people to know me. Yeah. I, I want people to see another level which they've never seen before. Mm. Um, there's one thing that always comes to mind. I did an unboxing and we had just got a kitten and the little thing jumped up on me and it was so small, it could like burrow in my neck and all Aww. that. And I filmed it. I, I had the box on one arm and had the cat running, yammy, running up my, my sleeve on the it's other. It's so funny that yours is yammy and mine's shadow because yeah. yammy means shadow, doesn't it? I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the smallest amazing. little black yeah. cutest little kitten you've ever seen um my first pet but i just showed it and loads of people loved it yeah and i was like okay well, i can't do that all the time but it's something i'd never done before to show this you know this other side of me that i they do have a, a life at home and i do have other things and yeah. it was it was really sweet and i would like to show more of that and i think youtube it's, it's the balance to do a show on youtube or do a show on instagram yeah. which it, it, it's it, i think it's the the thing that appeals to me is the story element is they have a life of 24 hours yes people can screen grab and do what they ever want with them but it's just that bit and it's kind of in the moment that was that day on to the next which i've always liked about stories mm-hmm. whereas of youtube it's i don't know it doesn't really fit into that calendar if that yeah. makes sense so that sort of daily routine i try to minimize it by doing one week so i've i've Mm. i have an array of footage for over a year of content but i've never put them into videos yeah because i just panic to be organized and i've got yeah there's just such scatty moments there's one where i'm on a beach trying to do a jacket photo shoot on the hottest day of the year because i was doing a campaign and i left my phone filming completely forgot it was there okay walk off walk off, go get changed, walk past. Random people are walking past my mm. phone. And then 16 minutes later, I come back and I'm like, there's my phone. That's actually cool. okay. And I've got all of this hilarious meeting, uh, watermelon after a long day of shooting and I was getting kicked out of places, like all of this stuff. But 
in my head, I'm like, do people want to see mm. that? But yeah. I know they do. But mm. then I'm like, do I want to show yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's um, it's always been a tough one for me. I've always wanted to put things out there, mm-hmm. but then I've got the friends saying, oh, privacy, your privacy yeah. is so important. Yeah. But then I've also got people that I'm like, if I don't really have anything to hide. That's it. Yeah. I've got my partner. I've got my friends. They love me for who I am. Mm. People should follow me and like me for who I am. And that would be the easiest thing to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, just being yourself. I struggle still yeah. with how much do I disclose? What will people say? Mm-hmm. Um, what will be? Because there's always trolls and X, Y, Z that happen. Yeah. And I just think, am I ready for that? So the podcast felt like the safest thing, just chatting to people, getting to know people, felt the most relatable thing. It's yep. almost like having a coffee and chatting. Yeah. That's why we do minimal chats before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's just about, I suppose, finding yourself and finding what direction to go in has always been daunting. Because I feel like everyone else seems to get it and I just don't. Mm. But I don't think they will stop. if it, They'll do one thing and if it doesn't feel right, they'll, they'll just move on. I don't think they're going to like, okay, that was it, I tried. And yeah, I'm going to give up now because I didn't like it. it you just adapt. I'm don't pretty you? sure if I do YouTube, it's going to end up looking very much like I have some sort of like personality issue. Because one day it's going to be but like really be happy. <laughs> the next time be like, oh, where's my PR? I'm trying to call all the offices. My bills. I've got to do this. And people will be like, wow, she's just a different just mood crazy. every <laughs> single day. Because I do feel that th- th- there's a lot of events that go on, but they're like an hour in a day. Mm. And most of the time is traveling back and forth from those events. Mm. And I'm just there, you know, we're either on the bike or in the car. And yeah, it's yeah. just how to translate that, that, the that emotion yeah. and the feelings and the drive and the ambition through, oh, I'm at an event looking at a bike that I'm learning about bikes. And there's my partner pointing. He's like, oh, the suspension on this. I'm like, where am I looking? Yeah. What yeah, am yeah, I looking yeah. at? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. learning all of those things. But even when you have a partner, how would that? How would they feel translating the journey? Does it become a monster that takes over your life, mm. where you can't enjoy a situation because you're constantly thinking, "I've got to take a picture, I've got to take, take this." Video, so on holiday yeah. when we went to Bali, we I kid you not, we had no time where the camera was off, oh, yeah, yeah. and we were filming and taking pictures, and then we never edited it because yeah. we were like, we could have done better. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just well, a mess. And, and, but the, the recent trip that that's the closest I've got I've had to that. Because we went away for nine days and there'll be sometimes we'll be shooting until like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And we think we haven't even had dinner yet. Um, we've traveled 300 miles today. We've done, you know, all this content, everything. And we haven't even eaten. And next we've got to go and check in or set up a tent or something. Um, so that was the first time having like the, a couple actually experiencing that world properly. But yeah, 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 it's just a balance. I think it's just, you know, you look at people's channels and it's like, oh, they've got such a happy life and stuff like that. It's like, no, I have my days where I, I feel dreadful or just down or just want to be by myself or something. Yeah. And it's like, would I show that? Because, again, it's showing a different side which you've never seen before. I don't want you to think my life is just incredible and perfect and I do this. Because yeah. it's not. Like, I'm having a great time right now. But I still have my moments where I'm thinking, blimey, how am I going to do that? Or, crikey, that's daunting. Or... You know, a bit worried about this bit here. But I that think never in this, this world, every day there's one of those experiences, at mm. least one. If it's shooting something unusual, pushing the boundary, because you constantly are pushing your own boundary yeah. um, with who you talk to, rejection, not hearing back from things, um, being completely ignored, um, being told, oh, we're going to shoot something tomorrow, can you be there? And you're like, I have to drop everything to go there to do mm. this because it's an, ex- it's an opportunity like yeah. no other. And it's hitting the, the 
the floor running almost as so as to speak so there's always something to film but then you're like when you review it all you're like uh mm. what am i going to put out there mm. um so your youtube channel is going to be do you have any ideas of what it's going to be based over well because there are so many different people I, I don't want it to just be a over the shoulder me driving around through london filtering because mm -hmm. i know a lot of people just jump on like that the, the whole channel is just them riding. it's funny how interesting that is though isn't it, it is, I, mean, <laughs> I do look at some people and think blimey you've got a lot of skill um <laughs> I, i've been knocking a few mirrors off yeah. <laughs> just ride uh, just quickly get away but um i, I don't know again it's just going to change but um there are a few youtubers who i do follow and i really like their style such as well this funny thing is royal jordanium is is one of them okay. the chap who does just do yeah. exactly that gets on bikes and just rides and filters but mm -hmm. it's because he's so it's just it's just a beautiful art the way he does it he's just like wow um i'm never going to be that good um i just shouldn't say it never say never but um <laughs> well next thing you're doing it on one wheel well, just yeah just feel too true but <laughs> it's just gonna it, it, again i think when it comes to anything social media it's, it's what's working and what isn't working so if i'm doing something it gets no likes or it gets no feedback or all the comments are that was dreadful wasted 10 minutes of my life watching that then i'm going to probably think a i need to improve how i'm filming it and the actual quality of it or b just don't show that again and just do other bits so i think it's just going to become a, a dynamic type of approach and just have do to you ever map change. it out and then it, nothing goes to plan um no i've been quite fortunate no i oh. mean because no. i do videos for other youtubers yeah. and i've got a plan it, this that and the other then if i tried to duplicate that plan for myself mm. absolute gone to pot nothing well, I mean, other planned will have gone happened i hope not i mean I, I haven't even started i need to take a late leaf out of your book then I need to watch how you how you film and how you do things yeah. when you do start your youtube yeah because i mean the other day just the intro video mm -hmm. was me just sitting in the corner of, of the kitchen table <laughs> getting the right light putting a plant behind me setting the camera off on a tripod and just talking and just i just literally spoke for like 15 20 minutes and then I'm now trying to get into the side of actually editing it and piecing it all together. I think you're always just going to waffle on and then bring it back. But it's knowing from the start what you want that video to be. And I know I want that video just to be an introduction to me. Mm. Kind of like this. I'm sure there are people watching this thinking, who is this guy? I've never come across him yeah, before. Yeah, well, I've learned a lot about you in and this. Yeah, and I, I, want, I want people to leave whatever it is I'm doing, knowing something a bit more about me or having a better perspective of me um, in whatever medium it may be. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just, I suppose, how I'm going to attack it, all of it. Just having that at the back of my mind. Is, is, is this enjoyable? Is this making someone giggle? Is this <laughs> making someone actually want to come back and, and view a bit more yeah. and click that subscribe button? Um, or are they thinking, no, I really didn't enjoy that. This isn't my cup of tea. Yeah. But then I don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. I don't I want to... Yeah, you've got to have your... I mean, not everyone will always agree with you. Not everyone will always enjoy yeah, watching you. precisely. Um but it's also, I suppose, providing the best value as you can. Mm. And especially in a world where you want to be your own your own business or if it's something you want part-time, you do mm. have to plug yourself. You do have to get used to plugging yourself, pushing mm. yourself mm. out there and um, having that drive to look past you as the subject and yep. just look at the content. Yeah. Um, I've had to do that because a, a few times when I've looked at the filming, I've been like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? But then I've just been like, just let's just release it it is what it That's is it. just get out there just post it yeah what happens happens and see the journey evolve as it goes along um i had a massive question in my head and i've completely oh, gone sorry. completely <laughs> 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 no i don't i don't know what i was gonna say now 
I get so lost. I think I've got lost speaking to you. I said this before. I starting. am going all over the place. No, but <laughs> I've really enjoyed. It's been a very like relatable conversation, and I think I've really enjoyed how we've just been able to chat mm. instead of have the the. I suppose I'm everywhere with my conversations. Everyone knows that I'll be talking about one thing and go down a different avenue. Mm. Um, I think what I, oh, what I wanted to say was, right. what is the craziest experience you've you've had? in your biking journey to date? Ooh, blimey. Um, it can be embarrassing, it can be funny, it can be scary. In my biking journey, yes. so as the British most biker, yes. or just on the bike? In, in whichever way you take it. Damn. Um, I've had a few scary moments on the bike, like anyone does, but I think the, the coolest moment for me was riding over... Westminster Bridge mm -hmm. and someone shouting out British motorbike oh <laughs> you got your recognition <laughs> I didn't properly hear it so I got well, what was that and then I had next thing I know I had a, a private message on Instagram saying did you just drive over this bridge and I was like no way did someone just recognize me isn't that odd so that that was probably the coolest moment I won't lie that that's brought you know puts a massive smile on my face that the bike has become that recognizable figure. figure. Yeah. How are you going to change it now? How are you going to change the color? Oh, don't. Well, yeah, there we go, Julie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Staying. That is a weird moment, isn't it? Because yeah. I've had that at eighth where I've come back and I've got message requests mm. and it's people showing me I'm there and I'm like, mm. just come over and just say, say hi. Let's, yeah. let's speak. Um, it's an odd one, isn't it? It is. Even with some of the, I've got a client and it's been crazy. We've been shooting somewhere and suddenly these people rock up mm -hmm. because they want to take pictures of him. And it. you're like, this is insane. Yeah. Oh my God, how are you going to deal with that? As, as well, well, I would like that. Come yeah. over, say hi. Get to, let's actually you know, put a face to a name and not have a, a phone screen between you. you know, actually have a chat and you'll, you'll, you'll see who I really am. But yeah. um, you'll see that I'm no different to who I am on camera. That, that's, mm -hmm. the whole, that's the whole thing I'm going for. But... You get other times. Well, I mean, I've, I've been doing shoots before and some kids have been like laughing and pointing and trying to be act all cool and, you know, how ah, are you taking pictures and stuff like that? Who do you think you are? Because I don't give a damn. You know, I've had just... kids come up to me and be like, how many followers do you have? Mm. And um, we thought we had big numbers and they're like, two million. Do you have two million? And I'm like, ha, no, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely I not. I've got 7,000. <laughs> I'm small fish in the sea right now. Yeah, yeah. And they're like on TikTok with like 18 million and they're like, and I'm there. Uh. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Because I, I don't know if I get into the TikTok scene. TikTok's meant to be the next biggest grossing growth I platform. And apparently Instagram is going that way now. So they've released a statement saying that they're going to become more of a video platform oh, really? than a photo platform. And I sent oh, that to my, okay. uh, sent that to Shaz. I was just like, uh oh, mm. like mm. I'm gonna have to put my personality out there if I want to keep this going, which I've got no problem with. But yeah. I'm also just very picky. Yeah. So okay, so that is a very cool moment. Um, uh, wow, that would be insane to see as yeah. well, especially if you're riding around. It's just a uh, yeah. What you're not even stood somewhere. It's just well, you've been recognised. But I suppose there's that there's a bad side to fame as well. You know, you get to that point where Pete, you are recognisable if you've got however many followers and someone pulls out in front of you having a bad day yeah. and you start going ballistic because yeah. you know, and then you're like oh damn what if people actually know who I am and mm. can track that and then there's a bad side to it and you don't want that to happen um, 
which is why you've always just got to be on the bike with a clear head. I think yeah. it's also, um, it sounds very vain, but um, my partner's like, oh, let's go out for a walk. And I'll be like, my top will be covered in cat hair. And um, I'll be in like complete weird joggers with holes mm. in them. And I'm like, I can't go out like this. And he's like, it's only for a walk. No one's going to count. Yeah. I'm like, trust me, as soon as I go out, everybody I know is going to be Someone there. Will see you. Yep. And it'll be on Instagram. And then I'll cry because <laughs> I'll have three <laughs> double chins and I'll be eating an ice cream. And it'll just feel like a completely like, what the hell just happened moment always um, the way yeah because that's that uh, that's the privacy side of things mm. you don't know mm. where where it ends and where but it begins but if you're putting that out anyway then it shouldn't get to you if you if you're putting yourself out and just uh but it's what it. people will say they'll be like oh look at her blah, 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 blah. And you're just like <laughs> just let me yeah. live yeah. i just want to go and get some i just want to have holes in my t-shirt <laughs> let me be yeah it's when you got like the guacamole or something. <laughs> I that's how I actually met my business partner. He we went out. We had other friends and we went out to dinner, um, and we're sat in this just not. It's just one of those corner shop little takeaway places, and he hands me a tissue. I'm thinking, why is he handing? He's not said a word to me. He hands me a tissue. It's because I've got mayonnaise all in my hair, and I was like, and I was the there. Hair. I was not there. The no, oh, okay. I was there as the model. So I was like, I'm really Good sorry. Today. I'm just a mess. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's just head back to the conversation. <laughs> okay, so what was in the career side of it? Mm. What was the most rewarding moment you've ever had? Having a paid partnership. Okay. Yeah. What was? How did that come into fruition? Um, again, ask kind of asking. Yeah. Um, just, just is this something you do? I, like, you know, still very small fry, but do you have budget? Yeah. And it, it, when the moment I wrote those words and said, absolutely, back when I was doing sales and stuff, I'd done some huge deals in my life. Mm-hmm. But this felt more nerve wracking to say, do you have budget? And it could be, you know, 50 quid, 100 pounds, whatever it may be, starting off. Yeah. And you think that it, it's small fry, but it felt terrifying to actually be like, this is now a new persona. This is me. Mm. This is how I'm going to move forward with everything. Um, and when they said yes, I was like, Oh my god! Wow. Like, this yeah. is happening. Yeah, I think a lot of people sell themselves short. Mm. They don't value themselves enough. Yeah. yeah. And if you're creating, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. If there's a budget, you're working with brands to create, mm. not just doing it for the sake of it. Precisely. Yeah. I've had an amazing time speaking with you. I've learned so much. This has been a really chilled session as well, which I've, you know, <laughs> I've smiled the whole way through because I can feel my jaw hurting. Um. I'm going to have to meet Julie and we're all going to have to go out and I'm going to have to learn to take photos like Julie. Mm. Mm. Um, But it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you you everybody for tuning in. Um, If you want to learn more about the British motorbiker, please head to his Instagram and his YouTube when it comes live. Um, I think you're willing to talk to people and answer oh, questions on there any anyway. As long, I, I hope I can help. Put yeah. it that way. I'm probably going to just be waffling. <laughs> Fingers crossed something will come across. Just, you, we're just people yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, reach out if you've got any advice. If you're wanting to start up and mm. any of us, we're welcome to talk. And like, share, subscribe. <laughs> 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 got to put the plug in there. Um, really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next one. Yeah.